So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Buchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week with agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out out there that use follow-up boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses follow-up boss to get a 400% ROI on its massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses follow-up boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses follow-up boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used follow-up boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. And what do, what do you know, best name ever, follow-up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody. Thanks again. Now back to our show. Hello, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui, and it is May. Happy May. May is one of my favorite months of the year. We've got, it's my birthday. It's a Mother's Day month. We've got a lot of people in my family's birthdays. We've got our mastermind this month in Austin. I know some of you guys are like, quit talking about the mastermind. Let's get back to business. But I'm just so pumped about getting to meet so many of you guys in person. Hey, this is one of those special episodes where we go back and we play a few minutes of each of the podcasts that we played during the month of April for you to get to listen to them and see if there's any that you missed or any that you should go back and listen uh, to the rest of it or listen again. And I'm going to be honest, you know, I think if, for you guys that heard me at the beginning of the month, I am uh, working on a whole bunch of stuff right now with my family. So I only did one of these interviews, one at the very beginning of the month, and it was just a solo state of the market. And since then, I haven't heard the rest of these. So this is gonna be a great episode for me to listen to myself, for me to see which ones I wanna go back and hear more of. So as we get started, the first one we have is State of the Market 88. This is Buyer Beware. 
This was me talking about the state of the market, about a possible housing bubble brewing. And I tell you what, I'm still feeling the same way I was feeling at the beginning of the month. I've had so many people reaching out about the market kind of shift, the market changing, about people getting nervous, about people saying, you know, real estate and mortgage brokers saying they're going to lay off 30% of their employees over the next 18 months. That's pretty dire. And a lot of a lot of agents that are, you know, first-time home buyer agents that are saying they don't have very many, you know, people in their pipeline. So, you know, so I, I'm a little nervous about it too. Now with, with all of those problems always comes hope. There's always ways to get through all of that stuff and the cream will rise. And, uh, and all of you guys listening, as you, you know, go after your product, the good get better. You know, so if you're if you're a good agent and you're working hard, you're gonna be just fine in this next market. But if you want to hear a few minutes of what I was talking about, state of the market '88. Here's a few minutes of that one. Everybody's all over the media right now. We need to buy, buy, buy now because prices will continue to go up. There's all the memes that I've been waiting for the prices to go down and it keeps going up. We have the fear of missing out. I saw this in 2005. I could not qualify to buy a house back then. We wanted when we were even looking at like, could we buy a motorhome and move into a motorhome? We were on the West Coast of California. Prices kept going up and we had so much fear of missing out saying we'll never be able to own a house. Now, and it says a self-fulfilling mechanism leads to price growth and may become exponential or explosive. That is happening. That is absolutely happening. Now, some people are saying it's based on fundamentals of supply demand curve. Yes, but that demand is somewhat driven by that fear of missing out of people saying, I want to buy a house someday, but I need to buy it now or I'll never be able to. That's where when we're looking at those supply demand curves, you know, current demand compared to what's getting built out there where everyone says prices will never go down because demand is so high compared to, to the supply. Well, demand is going down. They said until the, you know, the Fed intervenes, well, the Fed has started to intervene with interest rates going up like crazy. It has a graph here that says signs of a tipping point and it shows kind of the you know prices going up and going down and prices going up and going down. It's showing just over the last quarter, this crazy exponential spike in prices where it starts to get really, really steep and shows what happened um, you know, when we had different crashes before. Now, I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the market where it won't crash to the same extreme that it did in 2009 kind of ever because there's these big investment companies that are so ready to come in and buy. But yeah, this graph that says US price to rent ratio also shows this giant spike of rent increases that there's no, there's just no way it is uh, sustainable uh, in my opinion. So as, as I try to not give investing advice while giving investment advice, I think you guys should go read the rest of this article and in real-time market monitoring, find signs of a brewing housing bubble. There is some bad news out there in the housing market when it comes to slowing, but what is bad? So a lot of people are saying, hey, this is great. If rates go up, then the market will be a little bit more normal. And I don't disagree with that. I think there is still a higher demand than there is supply. There's still a shortage of housing. But I don't think the housing shortage is what they thought it was before. And I don't think it is anymore because demand is going to be going down when affordability goes down. The, one of the, one of the, the other things that happened, so that FOMO that keeps pushing people into the market, keeps uh, pushing in that irrational exuberance. I absolutely believe that has happened. I've absolutely seen that has happened. So we have that FOMO that pushes people into the market, but there does come a point where they give up, where they just say, okay, I'm not going to buy a house anymore. I'm not going to buy a house anymore because the prices went up too high, because the rates went up too high and I missed it. 
And man, I remember back in 2005 and 2006 saying, I missed it. We were trying to buy a house. My wife and I were trying to buy a house. We were trying to buy a house. Prices kept going up. We couldn't keep up with it. We made offers. We never got one. And then we got to a point where we said, okay, we missed it. We don't get to buy a house. And it was a bummer. It was a huge bummer. The, I, I remember at that time just being like, we're never going to be able to, to buy a house because we missed our chance and now it's going to go up forever. So I think that happens. I think that right now as prices, as interest rates go up and prices have gone up steep, that some of those buyers are, that, that have been pushing that market up because of FOMO are going to say, okay, I give up. I'm not going to do it now. We also have buyers that are saying, I really want that house, but I can't afford it anymore. Rates went up and I can no longer buy that house for what I want to buy that house for. That is, um, and that's sad. And, and, the, and, and that's heartbreaking for them. And they go back into that rental market. But that makes demand go down. Now, supply, home builders are building uh, you know, more houses now than they were. There's a lot of construction going on. There's a lot of construction starts going on. So supply will continue to go up. So do I think there's a housing market crash impending? Not necessarily. I will still be making offers and trying to buy you know, new construction properties right now. And the reason I like those the most is because they have a six to nine month finish date and I can get them in escrow now. And by the time I'm close for a certain price and by the time I'm closing on them, the price has either uh, stayed stagnant or gone up a little bit uh, or gone down a little bit. And if it's gone down, I can walk away. If it stayed stagnant, I can walk away. But if there's built in equity, I can buy it as a new investment with that built in hedge. So I'm still investing in real estate right now. Uh, but I think it's important to be careful. I think it's important to look at our strategies and maybe see uh, some of these other strategies of you know, foreclosures and distressed home sellers to try to get your buyers uh, those properties. As rates go up and affordability goes down, then the best way to get a deal for your buyers is going to be finding those off-market properties. So guys, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, I've got a lot of stuff personally going on. So you're going to hear a lot of guest speakers uh, over the next couple months. I'm still going to be at our mastermind in May. We still have room for a few new, new signups. And just so you guys know, there's going to be a maximum of 50 people in this room, right? A maximum of 50 people. You're going to be sitting at tables with like eight or 10 people from around the US that are all going to be helping you interact with your business. We're going to be swapping out tables. We're going to be sharing ideas. So this isn't a, a normal speaking event. You will leave with several friends. You will leave with several contacts and several people that are going to help you in your business. And this isn't a money-making mastermind. It will probably break even, right? So the, when we say, hey, you're, you're coming to, you're going to pay to come out and see everybody at this mastermind, the, it is not a money-making event. It goes toward the venue and toward food, and we won't end up making a dollar. So I appreciate all of you guys, and I look forward to getting back on the podcast more, and I look forward to seeing you guys in May. All right, that was a few minutes of State of the Market 88, Buyer Beware. Next up, episode 1036. Now, this one was great. So Elliot Hoyt was my guest host for this one. Elliot Hoyt was one of our 30 under 30 people. I've had him on the podcast several times. He's coming to my mastermind in May. And he interviewed Quentin Green, who Quentin is a new 30 under 30 designation from Realtors. So here's episode 1036, Rental Leases to Real Estate Sales. I always talk to my team members uh, about bringing value, right? Value tends to be the, the main proposition um, for, for kind of long-term success. Uh, what do you think the value you've been giving these, these multifamily uh, property owners? What's been the value proposition up front that you've given that's allowed them to build that trust where they've now come around and said, okay, let me, you know, help me buy and sell coins in what I'm doing um, here? Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. So, so I would say 90% of the time, um, a lot of these 
a lot of them are family run shops. So they don't have sophisticated marketing at all. They're not putting things on their multiple listing service. They're really throwing it on Zillow or apartments.com. You know, their pictures aren't great. And, you know, they're putting it way below market, hoping that, you know, they'll, they'll fill them up. And that's how they've always done things. And, that, you know, that's fine. You know, I, they, they bought the, a lot of these properties a long, long time ago. So they are sitting on a ton of equity if, you know, and most of them don't even have loans out on it. You know, where I come in is, you know, I'm able to kind of recreate all that. I mean, it'll drive the rents, you know, 20 to 25% more typically um, than what they're previously getting. Uh, and, you know, it also, I also handle all their leasing too, which is really helpful for them. So, you know, I don't manage, it's not something I'm looking to get into, but what I will do is I'll, you know, take over their leasing. So when they have renewals, I'll be able to send that out. I have a team that is able to at least handle that side. And that's kind of just free of charge for me, you know, because we're, we're so leasing driven. It's really not much time out of ourselves because that's just such a good system. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're able to raise the rents big time. Uh, we're able to get units leased faster and then we're able to take that whole leasing process and completely take it off of their shoulders. So, so time is really the biggest thing it looks like, right? I mean, other than marketing expertise, it looks like you're saving these guys time because they don't have to worry yeah. about the stuff that you've got a system that's honed in for. So it seems almost like you're kind of bringing them the, through the way that you came through, right? I mean, you started yeah. just with the rentals. So there must be some, some pretty good value out there just because you can actually stand behind it and say, hey, I know that this isn't you know, necessarily where you want to be long term. You want to be towards the sales size, but right. I've been there and done it and got to this point. So you're kind of proof from the pudding that, hey, if you follow the system, it's going to work out eventually. A hundred percent. And, you know, that's all I know, really. And it works, you know, like it's, I have one guy who he just started uh, at the end of uh, 2021. And I mean, he's doing 10 to 15 rentals a month. You know, it's, it's great. How does that compare to the sales side financially? Um, this is it's one of those things that you know people we, we have to talk about. It's, it's a money side of things. If you're doing ten to fifteen um, rentals a month, how does that compare to like one of your average like median price sales there in the area you're at? Is it the same work? If you're doing if you're doing ten to fifteen rentals a month, um, you know, let's say like the median price is like it'll be anywhere from two to twenty five hundred probably in Chicago, probably closer to twenty five hundred. Um, so, I mean, you do the math there, you're looking at anywhere from 125 to 150 a year, just from doing that. When you, when you, when you split with your brokerage, that's your full take home would be something like that, or at least at our company. Um, so, I mean, you, yeah, you, you can make well into six figures just doing leasing. And we have a lot of people at our company who actually do that. Yeah. I, I, I this is a, a new world to me on the leasing side. This is the million dollar question for most people, especially for, for anyone that's trying to glean a little bit of, okay, how do I actually do this job? Because I know there's a lot, you know, probably first time on newer agents listening. How do you get your business? So like for me, I was always, I was such a nervous realtor my first two years. Like I, a lot of my buddies were, they, like I said, they're bankers, consultants, they're in law school. And like, as you know, someone who my friends jokingly call me professional door opener, I was pretty self-conscious, right? And so like, I wouldn't feel that comfortable like telling someone like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a realtor. And like, I can help you with like anything whatsoever. And over the years I've, I've had that confidence, but it took me a little while. So like find a way to, you know, get that confidence and, and like be that person, like, you know, definitely just like make sure everyone knows you're a realtor, like do it in a subtle way, of course, but um, you know, make sure, make sure people don't be that undercover agent, I guess. That's some good stuff there. I think to uncover for sure. And I definitely agree with you on, on a lot of those points. All right. And if you liked that one with guest host, Elliot Hoyt, interviewing Quentin Green, go back and listen to the rest of episode 1036. All right. Here's a few minutes of episode 1037. This is Jessica and Justin Ball with special guest host, Stephanie Heiser. 
I think they were talking about uh, their book. They're talking about buying businesses and succession planning. Here's a few minutes of that one. And this is such a way for um, agents to almost inherit a sphere of influence that's developed. And so oftentimes, you know, people are paying a heavy amount for leads and lead generation. And this is an opportunity to literally partner with the retiring agent, have leads given to you, pay for them with referral fees on the back end, but begin to develop lifelong clients. And we find that the conversion rate on a lot of these leads is upwards of 80%. And so these are really people who are being given to us that have been primed uh, through a great relationship with the retiring agent to be ready to work with us and who trust us greatly because of that handoff and transition between the retiring agent and us as successors. That is really amazing. So if you're an agent in California and you're moving to Tennessee or somewhere new, it seems like it would be a good idea to network and find someone maybe like, you know, prove yourself to that agent that you can take over their business. But I never thought about like, that would be a super great way to transition if you're an agent that has to move, sell your current business to someone where you're leaving, and then try to take over someone else's business when you start in a new area. Absolutely. And you brought up the whole, you know, like a match, uh, a a matching for agents in that respect. And one thing that uh, another audience for this book that I think is is critical is the broker owners, because they want to keep this business in house. And as an agent leaves, whether they're leaving the industry or they're retiring, you know, those clients that was in, you know, that company, they're just kind of out there for the picking of, you know, whoever's paying for that zip code now or, or whatever. And uh, so it's really advantageous for the broker owners to be paying attention to who's leaving and who might be good matches to, you know, pair them with for a succession plan, because then ultimately that agent who's building their business is going to win. The agent who's leaving is going to win because they're still getting, you know, paid out if it's structured correctly and and the succession uh, is done correctly. And then that broker owner wins because that business is staying in house, which is important. And, and yeah, so literally that's one of the things that we, we tell people and and what we did was we went to our broker owner uh, and that's what we suggest other people doing. If you don't know where to go or who to even talk to, whether you're the retiring agent or the agent looking to grow, start with them. They have a vested interest in helping you find that person all right if you want to hear the rest of that one go back and listen to the rest of episode 1037 with jessica and justin ball with special guest host stephanie heiser real estate rock stars this is aaron muchstegi with a quick commercial break with one of our newest sponsors. I'm super excited to be partnering with these guys. Does 15 to 20% ROI investing in turnkey rentals sound attractive? Did you know you can use the Burr strategy with new construction that has immediate equity already? You guys have heard me talk about stuff like this. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence out of state. If single family, multifamily, new build and syndication opportunities across multiple markets that maximize cash flow, appreciation and equity. Rental Retirement assists investors in learning how to build a comprehensive business plan with the best investment and tax strategies to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and systems in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. 
That's renttoretirement.com or call 1-800-311-6781. That's 800-311-6781 to learn about how you can get started investing in some of the best cash flow markets today. You know, and if you guys want to learn more about Zach, episode 1025, we dig in for a good 45 minute interview where he tells you the secrets to investing in real estate out of state. And him and I shared a lot of ideas about what works and what doesn't. You'll get to hear a lot about his company and his business. You know, if you're an agent from out of state and you've got referrals looking for stuff, they work with other agents on a referral basis. And we've talked so much since COVID hit that everybody needs to have a backup plan, right? Every one of you agents needs to have a backup plan. You should all be investing in real estate. And if you're having trouble finding the time and the team to do it, maybe something like rent to retirement is the solution for you. So thank you for listening. Go check them out. Now back to the rest of our podcast. Next up, here's a few minutes with one of my favorite guys I've interviewed on the podcast several times, Jonathan Spears. He is a, a huge agent out of Florida, you know, great, humble guy, you know, so caring, so kind, and always providing so much value. Here's a few minutes of that one where he talks about building relationships to build a better business. So like, what does a normal day look like for you? Well, just to go back to what you're saying, agents are salespeople. So of course, they're going to tell you that they want to work with you, <laughs> especially if you bring them the highest offer. But it's, it is interesting how we differentiate ourselves based on our relationships. You know, if in the market, your reputation is you're going to provide a great experience, you're going to be the best co-broke that there possibly is, that value is able to translate to you know your buyer winning a deal, especially when a great agent can articulate the value of having another great agent at the helm on the other end to the seller. But for me, a day in the life is, is always a little sporadic. I think as salespeople, we, we feel like we're juggling and um, in past interviews, we've talked about how important a schedule is and having a daily routine and having an ideal daily routine as well, whether that's making time for your family or making time for your spouse or making time for a hobby on top of prioritizing all of the different things that we have in, in our business. You know, I always tell my team, I start my day with the biggest frogs of the day. So I tell them, swallow the frog first, uh, which is ultimately find your biggest problem and you know, go after the solution uh, before you start anything else, uh, which really lays a great foundation for the day. I mean, your biggest problem may be your workout, right? Like you don't want to get up at 6 a.m. And, and hit the gym or for some of you uh, who are morning birds, get up at 4.30 and get after it. It's definitely not me. <laughs> I'd rather work out at midnight if I could, but, uh, but that also doesn't work either. But just prioritizing your day and getting those priorities out of the way first is going to lead to the most productive time and the most productive effort that you could put out. And then, you know, for me, like my daily routine is really getting up and, and connecting with my team first. I am struggling, like implementing waking up early and having structure because like you said, our days are super sporadic and I like could wake up with a plan, but then an escrow starts falling apart and then I put all the pieces together. Well, I think like you said, you know, a mastermind in general, what, what is that really? It's a little different from just a conference, Uh, you know, conferences, you become more anonymous than anything. And at a mastermind, you are there to bring value. You know, you are a strategic partner with everybody else in the room. I think you said something that was ideal earlier is we're going to sit shoulder to shoulder, which to me is like so exciting because typically when I go to a conference, I feel very, you know, lost in translation. And it takes a lot of intention to show up to a conference, especially when you have 
thousands of people and, you know, focus on, okay, I really need to connect with this person. And you really have to plan out that agenda ahead of time. This is an intimate experience. Like this is going to be something that uh, is is much different. I think will be a lot more impactful for people's businesses because they'll be able to show up and not only have you know a unique skill set that that they're bringing to the table and reasons why that you know our our viewers are successful, but also being able to show up with the questions and um, you know kind of the inquiries for the you know the leaders that are there that can help enhance their business. And I think that's what's so exciting is we're giving you know our viewership access to such incredible talent. And it doesn't mean that, you, you know, you have to take away every little bit of everything that somebody does, but if you can just show up and bring one thing and take one thing back, that's going to refine your business. It's going to be a game changer. Where you gravitate is what you cultivate. So for me, I always focus on gravitating towards the areas of my life that I want to cultivate. I think that goes back to a mastermind. You know, why would you spend your time, your precious time and, you know, resources to to show up to a mastermind? And part of that is because you want to gravitate towards those that are going to make you better. You know, that iron sharpening iron. And, um, you know, for me, especially in our business, which, you know, at this point is um, just about a multi-billion dollar company, I can't do it on my own. You know, and I think that that's the biggest thing is showing up with that humility and understanding that we, we can't do this by ourselves. You know, we need great people in our lives. That's what I'm so excited about, especially looking forward to Austin. All right. And if you want to go hear the rest of that interview with Stephanie Heiser and Jonathan Spears, go to episode 1038. Jonathan's coming to the mastermind in May. He's bringing a bunch of team members with him. So if you're coming to the mastermind, you'll get a chance to meet him and ask some of the questions yourself. Next up, here's a, a few minutes of episode 1039 with two of my favorite guys I've had on the podcast too, Matt Chick and Jeremy Fuse. The energy that they bring to podcasts is so much different than so many of the other people that we interview on this show. We always get a lot of comments uh, from everybody. So Stephanie got to interview them as they talked about breaking out of the agent mindset with Matt Chick and Jeremy Fuse. There's a few minutes of episode 1039. I bet there's a large majority of the audience who listen to this who are stuck in a realtor mindset, just like what Matt said, where like we think the fiduciary to our clients is getting them the most amount of money, right? And they're stuck on that idea when really our fiduciary is we got to do whatever is best for our client. And sometimes that is leaving money on the table, like Open Door and Zillow and OfferPad and all these other iBuyers have shown us leaving money on the table for terms is very, very doable and preferable for a lot of people. And so if we can come in with solutions that actually better serve our client, but they make less money, like that, we are serving our fiduciary still. Right. And so I think a lot of agents, like I just talked to a dude last week at a giant meetup called Wholesale Sharks. He literally said that to me. He goes, Well, they're going to leave a lot of money on the table. I'm like, What? Like, why, why is that important? Right? Why are you stuck in that mindset where that is our responsibility is to net our sellers the most amount of money? We need to do whatever our sellers want us to do and execute that at a high level. And it's our responsibility as a high professional realtor to provide solutions, mm-hmm. to provide options for them. And so every listing appointment we go on, we go through at least four different options for them and say, which one best serves you? And then we can we run down that lane. Sometimes it is listing. Most times it is listing, right? Because most homes are marketable and they're gorgeous and they're pretty and they get the most amount of money and that's what they want. But sometimes they're fucking hoarders or there's, there's shit all over the place. We walked a house like six months ago that was covered in bird shit. The entire house was covered in bird shit because <laughs> he just let his fucking parrot fly around and shit everywhere. It was crazy. Right? <laughs> but you can't disgusting. sell that on the MLS, right? Open door won't buy those. Zillow doesn't buy anymore. But the, those iBuyers, those hedge funds, they don't buy those properties. So where do they turn? They still need solutions. 
And we're going to be that solution, right? And we're going to do it at a much higher level than anyone else because we fucking care. 100%. Well, thank you. What do you um, hope to get out of the mastermind? Like, do you think anyone could teach you anything? Oh my God, are you kidding me? We're going to be the dumbest ones there, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, we just might have the most energy, that's all. <laughs> we're going to show up like we know what we're doing, but we're really there in the background taking notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, we can learn anything from anybody. Like, I don't care if they're brand new, 15 years experience, three years of experience. Like, we are 100% believers in being in the right rooms. And, and we feel like this room is one of those rooms. We're hoping to leave with a tablet full of notes that we can come back and implement something that's going to increase revenue or increase. I mean, it maybe even increases just the, the way we live our life. Like, it doesn't always have to be monetarily. Like, maybe we learn how to enjoy the journey a little bit more. Maybe we learn how to be a better person as a whole. Maybe, maybe I lose, I learn how to lose five pounds. Like, I don't know. You, you have no clue what you're going to learn. So you just got to go open, uh, take as many notes as we can. What we do, what we, we have a ton of fun with this. So we'll go to one of these things. We both take notes. Anybody that goes with us, it doesn't matter if it's an agent, uh, if it's a man, member of management, whoever's coming at the end of that night or as soon as we get back, we unload. We all bring our takeaways. We sit in a room and then we pick our big rocks for the next 90 days. So these are the things that, that kind of catalyst us into it. it you, we can trace back the things that we've implemented in our business from plugging into stuff like this. Like we went to coach Michael Burt. We did a three day out there. We, we, we brought back the events like in our events have changed our business. Uh, we've gone to masterminds with Templeton Walker and Steve Valentine changed our business. We've, we've been in, in just doing podcasts, uh, come back, implement something in team growth, changed our business. So these things, like I, we don't take them lightly. We're very purposeful with it. We just, we might be, we might act like we're crazy and insane, but we're there with the, with an absolute, Absolutely intentional to bring something away from it, implement it in our, in our lives and either create revenue or, or space in our world. All right. If you want to hear more of Matt Chick, Jeremy Fuse, and Stephanie Heiser, go listen to the rest of episode 1039. All right. Next up, here's a few minutes of episode 1040. This was Garrett Maroon. I've interviewed Garrett before. Garrett's one of our speakers coming to the mastermind. He talks about growing your business by investing in yourself. Here's a few minutes of his interview with special guest host, Stephanie Heiser. I flew up to Phoenix, Arizona. I brought someone on my team with me for a mastermind. A friend of mine who's really high level said, hey, come to this mastermind. Great. I'll be there. And my agent who was with me had never been to one. He said, well, what is a mastermind? Like, why do I need to come? What are we going to do? And I literally just said, just trust me. It's awesome. You're going to be around people that think at a different level and that enough or that is enough and that will be worth. And he was like, okay, he kind of begrudgingly came. And I mean, I'm his team leader, so he kind of had to come, right? Well, no joke. We were there for two days. We fly back home. I'm dropping him off with, from the airport. It was pretty late. And he literally said, you know what, Garrett, you're right. This is verbatim what he said. That was probably the two most impactful days of my life, right? That's what he said. And then he said, can I join the mastermind that you started? Because he, he had a lack of understanding of what it was going in. He wasn't sure what he was about to do, which is totally fine. I didn't want him to necessarily know, right? Because I couldn't really explain it. He shows up and he realizes, man, just being around people that think at that level has pushed him to another level. That alone is valuable. Even if he got no actual tactical skills to take home, his mindset set had grown. That alone was going to make a difference. And it has. And he, so this is real numbers for him. His first year with me, 14 transactions. Second year with me, we went to that mastermind early on, 60 transactions. In his, first, his second year in the industry, right? The mindset shift of what he was capable of was worth it, right? It's just totally worth it. So 
I believe in masterminding. I believe in getting around with high level people. I believe in listening to them. I believe in letting them stretch, stretch the way you think. And I absolutely have never been to a mastermind and I've been to a lot and not walked away with just a little bit more clarity on my business, a little bit more clarity on my life, and certainly a higher level of thinking. And you can't quantify how valuable that is. It is incredibly valuable. And you said, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. I also love, I forget who said that, and I forget who said this, but that we grow into, we grow into the conversations around us, right? I've known in my life, I can point to the times that I've really started to see growth and look at and point to the rooms that I've been able to get in, right? And literally, so excuse me, where we just talked to this huge group in Philadelphia was from a result of a room that I was able to get in and meet people at a high level and say, hey, well, you should come teach for us, right? It is about the rooms that you're in and you grow into the conversations around you. And if that's true, and it is, then you need to be around people who are having higher level conversations. There's no better place to do that than at a mastermind where they are intently there to learn and share. And I think that is hugely valuable. Again, I, you know, I'm such a huge advocate for these kinds of events because I love seminars. I love someone talking at me like, that's great. But sometimes if you're there by yourself, like you don't really get the process or anything like that. Right. I love when we're there intentionally to say, okay, you heard what he said. You heard what she said. Now, what do you guys think? Let's process this together. Let's really pull the real meat out of that, right? Um, or if you're a vegan, you know, the vegetables or whatever. Let's be fair to everybody, right? But like, let's pull the good stuff out. How do we process that as a group? It's going to raise the level and we're going to grow into those conversations. I'm just a huge advocate. And, and I would challenge anybody who's on the fence, maybe that is, well, maybe I want to come. Maybe I don't want to come. You know, I don't know who any of these people are. That's totally okay. Because there are people, I guarantee you, who think about something in a different way, even if it's one person that they're, who think about something in a different way that would challenge the way you think. Business is all about what you think about. It's all about what's in your head. That's the only way that you're going to ever grow, right? And the only thing that's holding you back is you and, and what your current thoughts are. So if you want to go to another level, you got to be around people who are going to challenge the way you think. And I'm just such a huge proponent of masterminds. I've seen so much value in my life and in other people's lives for sure. All right. If you want to hear the rest of the talk between Garrett Maroon and Stephanie Heiser, go listen to episode 1040. All right, here, this is the last podcast for the month of April. This is episode 1041, The Four Noble Truths of Real Estate with Aaron Novello with special guest host, Kelly Skevel. Here's a few minutes of that one. Sales businesses have to follow a sales process. No matter what you're selling, you got to prospect every day. A day not spent prospecting is a day not spent in business. You have to know how to set appointments because the last I checked, Kelly, people aren't running out of the woodwork saying, hey, you know what? That's a cool shirt you have on. You're awesome. Come over to my house and list my phone for 6%. <laughs> yeah. Like that doesn't happen, right? The third thing you got to do is you got to pre-qualify those appointments to make sure that they have the means and the motivation to actually do something when you see them. Right. The fourth thing you got to do is you got to know how to present because everybody in their grandma has a real estate license. So you have right. to give them a compelling reason to choose you versus somebody else. The fifth thing you got to know how to do is handle objections right? Because when you're sitting there, they're going to be like, I want to list it higher. Where's your office? I haven't heard from your company before. Your commission's too high. I got a friend in a business. Like You have to know how to handle that. Right. And then you have to close right? because closing is a skill. You have to ask for business. And then if it doesn't sell, you got to lower the price. Like That fundamental reality, I didn't understand at first. Okay. Is it's kind of like you know, um, if we were going to chop down a tree and you just get to chopping right away. And it takes you like eight hours to chop it down. And what I do is I spend three hours sharpening my axe. 
And then I go to chop it down and it only takes me like 30 minutes once I've sharpened the axe, then I'm being more efficient with time. So at first, you know, I wasn't good. Just like anything else you're going to do at first, you're not going to be great at. And what I realized is like, oh, I got to role play and practice. So amateurs practice until they can get it right. Professionals practice until they can't get it wrong. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get paid like a professional, you need to practice like one. Like you're literally going in people's houses asking for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 dollars and you're showing up and winging it. Yeah. Like like you're like, "Oh my god, you have a dog. I have a dog. We should be besties." Like that is I so that's really lame. good point. That's a really good point. When you put it into context of the the amount of money you're asking for in commission, you know, from these these sellers or even buyers, you know, but the sellers, you're you need to really show up and be professional. A hundred percent and be prepared, yeah. right? It's kind of like, imagine going to the doctor and like, you, you know, you like, God forbid you broke your arm or something and you go into the ER and you're like, look to the doctor and the doctor's like, oh my God, your cardigan. It's so cute. Like, <laughs> where did you get it? Like you would look at them and be like, are you kidding me? Is that really That's what's happening now? Right yeah. yeah. Like, like I need you to fix this. Right. And then we can chat, you know what yeah. I mean? So, and I think people get that confused, right? So um, the point being is that I also role play twice a day, six days a week. Okay. So today, or you're saying in the beginning? In the beginning really for the first answer. first five years of my career. So you were role playing. Okay. And this was- While prospecting simultaneously. Yeah. Okay. But what I'm aware of is now, particularly as people have more and more options at their disposal, that like love is like a business strategy that's almost impossible to beat. So like where you you start to love on them. So now- through we use follow up boss and we uh, have an integration with AM cards. So okay. like now we're sending clients when it's listed, they get a, a card with a little you know thing from us, like a little gift card to get the relationship started off right. Once it gets out of attorney review or you get out of loan commitment, they get something. Nice. And then we're learning about clients. So we had a client recently. We found out he's really into hot sauces, like loves hot sauce. Yeah. So at the culmination, uh, when it was uh, you know time to do so, we sent him a personalized note with like fifty hot sauces. Right. Uh, that's directly. So I'm curating experiences right. for people. We're delivering yeah. at a really, really high level because now, because the internet is getting in the way of us and our clients, that relationship piece and that being able to deliver at high levels is becoming increasingly more important. I feel like in the past, you'd be able to get away with not doing it. I don't think you're going to be able to get away with that anymore. All right, everybody. And if you want to hear more of the interview with Aaron Novello and Kelly Skevel, go back and listen to episode. 1041 and that is a wrap that is all of our podcasts that we did in the month of april i hope you liked my guest hosts we had kelly skevel we had stephanie heiser we had elliot hoyt you know please let me know what you think about our guest hosts when they're coming on or if there's someone somebody that they interviewed that you think would make a great guest host for some of our episodes in the future while i'm on my partial hiatus we still want to be sure that we're delivering you guys a ton of value out there i appreciate my guest hosts i appreciate you guys as listeners i get to see a bunch of you guys in a few weeks and when this one comes out we've got two days left in the mastermind uh, for the uh, two days left to sign up for the mastermind and one thing that we just added if you sign up for the mastermind today or tomorrow, you know, before our deadline on Wednesday, you also get a one-year subscription to Rebus University. That's a $1,000 value or $997 value. So if you go buy your ticket today, go to hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind. You're going to get to come out, spend two days with us in May uh, in just a couple weeks out in Austin. 
Um, it's going to be a great time. We're going to learn a whole bunch. Then you also get that one-year subscription to Rebus University. So go check it out, hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind. And as always, real estate rock stars, thanks for listening. All right, real estate rock stars, this is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients, and we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.